Okay, start going live. Let's see what happens. And good afternoon. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to this beautiful BCMO Tech Tuesday. I'm here at a wonderful facility. As you can see behind me, it's quite a bit different from the headquarters in Ontario as well. I am at Porsche, Ontario. And if you guys remember, this is a place that I didn't know too long ago existed. I saw a big billboard on the 60 freeway near me and I was like, oh my God, this is fantastic. It's a dealership that's in Ontario and I've come here and they're amazing. They do everything from classic automobiles to modern to EVs, you name it. And it's my go-to place for parts now, which is fantastic. Ah, Felix 930, all the, way, all the way from Germany. Thank you for joining. Hire me, says typical David. If you have what it takes, I am so down. We're actually expanding as we speak. So send me your resume and maybe you can join our illustrious team. Hello, SoCal Dotson. You're playing GD7 in real life. I know, right? Crazy, right? I'm, I'm blessed. I have great people around me. I have a great team. I have amazing automobiles that we create. It's fantastic. Chess EF is here hitting the ground running. How many minutes is adequate when warming up a stock OBD0 ZC in California 15.30 mornings all your midday? How many minutes to warm up? Well, if you're using a factory EC, you can drive up immediately. But if you want a proper warm up, you can get to about 180 degrees Fahrenheit of water temp. And you should be fine. But, and that's if you're going to start having fun. You should never start your car up and mash on it. So I don't know if that's what you're asking for, but let me know and I can expound on that. What's up, Guy Gillette? Good seeing you indeed. Ontario, Canada is in the house, courtesy of Jordana Bruzzi. I am here in Ontario, California. It's beautiful. And behind me, look at that. There's a GTS 4.0 right there on the rack. You may see all of these components behind me. It is a sneak peek to what's coming. And when I say what's coming, Porsche Ontario won last year's inaugural Porsche Restoration Challenge in 2021. This year, they're up in the ante. They set the bar last year, as in this dealership did. This year, they have something absolutely fantastic. It's an RS America 964, but they're restoring and putting their own twist to it. They, you know, Manny Vienna, who is the sales manager, and you guys will meet him very soon, claims that he's gonna make this automobile better than factory. Yes, factory plus. He will make this RS America better than factory. Every component is right here on this rack, categorized properly. Nut and bolt, I mean, it's clear, nut and bolt restoration, ground up. So the vehicle's in paint right now. I just want to show you guys behind the scenes of what's going on. When it comes back, we'll come back here and see what's happening, yeah? Cobalt says, I need a winding gram of K3V battery. I'm trying to get the long parallel strings problem on the LG Chem. It's, um, let me see, maybe I can share something with you, Cobalt. I have some diagrams I drew up. Um, it's pretty straightforward. I do have two separate packs, which I put in 96 cells in series, and my positive to the negative, and the negative to the positive to the next cell, and it continues on to that string. And then each of my modules have two uh, built-in thermistors for temperature. And then I selected them based upon where they existed in my battery boxes. And then I paralleled those two separate units together as one string, where they handshake if they're within three volts. If each pack is not within three volts, they are not allowed to communicate or to handshake. One, v one battery pack, which has a higher voltage, will get you to your destination. And once you charge in, ideally it brings you back up and they, they unify and balance and you're good to go. And as I mentioned last week, I have two Orion modules, one as a master, other as a satellite. 
same size, and they communicate via CAN. So yeah, I'll share with you that. I am doing great, or par se. Hopefully you are doing well. I would pull out, love your screen name, by the way. It says, Beast, my man, love to stop by. You've been helping me with my B18C build and oil pressure, and I've DM'd you, and Piro, not heard of anything back. For me, I get hundreds of emails and DMs a day, so forgive me, please. I'll look for you again. I will contact my friends there at Piro and make sure they get back to you as well, because it will solve your problem by far. So I'll look for you. What you can do for me now that we're here, when we're done with this, DM me again so it'll come up to the, to the top of my list. I'll find you and make things happen, okay? I apologize for all the fanfare and madness that I get in my, my feed, but I'm here to help, okay? What's up, big homie? Says Fair Water Marketing. Uh, water Marketing, there you go. Any track time coming up for you? I just reopened Rockingham. You opened up Rockingham in the M4 comp? Nice, Rockingham Raceway, nice, nice track. Um, God, I'm so behind on projects for myself, for clients. I don't have any planned events in the next quarter. Now, sometimes things show up locally and I have the opportunity to take one of my cars and have a blast, just impromptu. But a lot of these past weekends, I was spending time with the kids and haven't had a chance to go to events. So I don't have anything planned yet. Maybe in July, there's an event out in Sonoma. I definitely plan on going out there with Holly. And I do plan on taking the K3B. But nonetheless, you know, nothing concrete yet. So I'll keep you posted. Savvy Drive Foss says, I'm glad you recognize your blessings. Yes, I am blessed. Thank you so much. I really am fortunate. Very, very fortunate indeed. Um, should I buy an IS300 wagon for daily use? Hell yeah! IS300 wagons, especially clean ones, are hard to find. And I'm a big fan of that Lexus IS brand. They're really cool. You see a lot of four doors. But the wagons, they're very utilitarian. They look really cool. If you're anything like me, you won't leave it stock. You'll slam it, put wheels on it. They look pretty cool, and I have a soft spot as you know for wagons. So yes, by all means, do it. Ashton Campbell hits the ground running once again. First EPA, now gas prices, electric is the future. I'm telling you, whether you look at performance, because we cannot modify, once again, we're being vilified, right? For modifying vehicles. I was just talking to Manny here, who's a service manager, about modifications and chipping and flashing. And his concern that like, he wants to be able to have a lot of power, but be able to do that staying legal for, you know, uh, emissions purposes and that limits us quite a bit but many times when we modify our cars we're pretty much treated like criminals and I want to be able to influence that by getting into politics myself being a scientist and enthusiast who understands hydrocarbons exhaust the environment and care about the environment as well we have to have something that allows us to not only eat our cake and have it to modify cars and do it legally but we should be incentivized to do it in a clean manner. Otherwise, you know what many of us do? Many of my peers would get a car, modify it to hell, not care about emissions, and then when it comes time for a smog or MOT, they put it back to stock. Now, if you think about that, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of effort, and above and beyond that, the environment is not being helped. But if we have the opportunity to have a safe modification protocol in place, where we're not vandalized, where there's even a certificate that be given, and we can run E85 safely. As long as we have equal or better emission standards and factory, go at it. That's the way. And EV, it's gonna come. Not everyone adopts quickly. I just adopted mine a couple years ago. I was anti-EV for years. But nowadays, I'm all about it, right? So that being said, if you think about it, it really makes sense to not force people's hands. But the gas prices right now are out of control. And I'm, today up here, I drove the K3V. That's my little weekend driver, right? This right here. And my daily is a Kona Electric. So 
I haven't touched a pump in eons. And many places I charge at home, many places in LA we can charge for free. It's great, it works out very well. So I hear you, Ashton Campbell, it's sad, but I want to help, you know? Um, can you get away with 108 cell taps on 12 LG Chem modules? No, you cannot. You can't. Um, I did 96 on 6, so no, it's just not possible. I, you, you couldn't do that. The, the way to do it, based on my experience to do it properly, is what I've done. Um, I have seen, uh, I don't even want to talk about what I've seen, which I don't agree with. I've seen someone use separate BMS cells and do switches from, uh, no, no, just forget it. Begin with the end of mind, do it properly. Hello, Blue Top Performance, age 22, my good friend all the way in Florida. Hope you're staying safe and good out there. K-Series 9. Thank you so much for the kind words. I appreciate that. Chilling EF said, from your experience with the FTD and the EF chassis, is there enough clearance to use a crank pulley that would retain ACM power steering? Answer is no. Chilling EF, I designed that, that entire kit. The entire kit came to fruition by yours truly. And what I did for the FTD or HTD is leave the factory gearbox in the factory location, which is the D-Series, and then adapt an H22 or F22 motor to that. Now, what that does is you end up having to use either a modified ATI damper or a single pulley just for, just for alternator, closest, like those small skinny ones that look very close to like a Civic or CTR pulley, using that to clear. Otherwise, the only way to do that is if you modify your chassis, you know, the frame itself, that framer that goes right over close to, close to a crank pulley, if you modify it, you can do it, but I don't like to modify a box. I like to leave my stuff as factory as possible. So the answer is no, unless you do heavy modifications. Now once again, how did I know that? Because I created that kit. A lot of people copied it, but I created it. So thank you so much. I need to check your email, says Jordan Boozy. I do, it's just I get so many, it's really hard. The Electric Bug, hello, how are you? I haven't seen you. Wow, last time I saw you guys was at the PEC a couple of years ago. Hopefully you'll get, you're safe and doing well. Perfect sales pitch, says Action. It's gonna be get to petrol diesel being illegal called top of the list. I hear you, it's gonna happen. So they're going EV, a lot of people are. When is Porsche going to send you a car to massage? Well, I get a lot of cars from Porsche to be able to drive around in factory format. I really, you know, right here there's a Taycan, right there, and I really wanna do that. So I'm gonna flip this camera around and show you guys what I see. Forgive me for those of you on YouTube. But this is the beautiful facility I made. You see that they're working on cars right there, which is pretty nice. But um, tell you what, I'll ask Mark, who is the general manager here at Porsche Ontario, to see if he has any insights on when and how he can get a vehicle. ARCE, hello Andy, sir. Yep, RS America is in paint. They are not wasting time at all. What is your favorite model Porsche? Honestly, favorite current model? The 918. The 918 is my dream. It's my goal to own one of those sometime soon. For those of you who don't know what a Porsche 918 is, it is the hybrid hypercar from Porsche. The epitome of Porsche's old and new, meaning old school where it gives that nod to 907 and also is petrol based with the older technology, but also combines hybrid curse technology into it as well. It's a proper supercar, seven figure automobile, extremely rare, you don't see it. If you do any minor service, the whole thing has to come apart. It's just amazing. It's just a, a fascinating automobile. And yes, it has similar technology to what you may see in the NSX, but honestly, it is a wonderful, exhilarating vehicle. It enhances and titillates every sense that you have. It's just fun. 
things, okay? So, but on, so that's, that's overall, but on the normal everyday driver car, it's this Taycan Turbo S right here. This Taycan right here next to me, you guys can see it. But that is something that I love. It's Porsche's first foray into the EV world. They hit, they knocked it out of the park. When they look at the, uh, the Turbo S, when they look at the four, when they're looking at the dual drive version, they're all amazing cars. Porsche through and through. They have soul, they're fun, they're amazing. So yeah, absolutely. And once again, for those of you wondering, I am here at Porsche Ontario in Ontario, California. My go-to place for parts, service. Yeah, I even service my own cars here. I do alignments for my race cars here. If I have a newer car, an older car, the 991, whatever the case may be, this is where I go to. And if you need vehicles anywhere you are in the country, dare I say the world, they have an online service here where you can purchase from the inventory or they can find cars for you. So they're amazing. The parts department delivers too. So if you're in the greater LA area, Inland Empire, San Bernardino County, they got you. No problem whatsoever. Yay, says Cindy, someone for Cindy, I hope you're feeling well. For those of you who don't know Cindy, Cindy Kelly Mays is a wonderful individual who hired me into pharma and someone who I owe a lot of my success to and I learned so much from her and she's just a great, wonderful friend. Indeed. So let's see here. Hey, V8 Swap Z4, cool name. Do you have a Z, V8 Swap Z4? That'd be pretty cool if you do. Uh, hey, good to see you as well, Boss Hog. Thank you so much for joining, Boss Hog Converse. I met you guys, I remember you guys, I met you guys at SEMA not too long ago. That's pretty good. Hopefully you are safe and doing well. Well, Vic City Auto saying I'm building the first gen Civic. Nice, with a peer correct 1600 EL. I will tag you. Oh, I want to see that. I love projects like that. Similar to what they're doing here, but this time they're doing it with an RS America, and you're doing it with a first gen. That's so amazing. Keep it up, brother. Appreciate you indeed. We Parse says, grateful all is well, BC. Yes, so far so good. I'm going to the gym today. Good, good job. I went to the gym this morning as well. Try to stay, you know, healthy and, and sane. Um, working out is great. I mean, it allows you to remain healthy when you build muscle. As you're in rest, you burn calories. So not only does it allow you to feel good and look better, it burns calories when you're at rest. And it's a great way to relieve stress too. But what we're going through, I myself are going through crazy stuff with the business and personally, and being able to work out really helps ground me and allow me to continue to, to stay proper and focused. So it's pretty good. Make great motoring. Happy Tuesday to you as well. And it's amazing seeing you too. Great dude in this industry, says Barrett570. Thank you so much, Barrett. Is this Barrett Barrett, as in my good friend Barrett, the actor, as in Barrett, who also works at, and it's 570 gives away, who also works at um, uh, McLaren? Let me know if it's you. I don't know your Instagram, but if it's you, good to see you, brother. Great to be busy, brother, says Fair Water Marketing. Good seeing you indeed. Blessings to you as well. So much love. Thank you so much. No worries, I understand that your inbox has to be a crazy place. I keep trying to reach out to both of you. Thank you, B says IWT Pulau. I will pull out. Thank you so much. Run Save Sonoma says Fairweather Marketing. That was the first track I ever ran. Audi R8. Nice. That was my first time. Sonoma was the first time I went was last year. That was it's beautiful. People there are so cool. Great restaurants too. What's the event in Sonoma in July? Says make great motoring. It is the Holly Voltage. High voltage experience. And the Holly High Voltage event. Think of it as the LS Fest for EVs. And yes, from the makers of the LS Fest, from the makers of the Ford Fest, from the makers of the Motor Fest, is Holly. And they're doing this event. I'll provide more details. Whether you love petrol cars, if you love EVs, if you love hybrids, or you just buy, how do I say that? Buy mobility curious, <laughs> buy propulsion curious, come out there. It's a nice event, lots of great vendors. 
I saw Kovot not too long ago there as well. Great event. The first one was good. The second one was even be better. I can't. I look forward to seeing. I'll have a ton of cars. That's my plan. To have a ton of cars there. Should be really, really good. All right. I feel the government says V8 swap Z4 will get angry about EV and the performance you can get from them and try to regulate in some form. Yes, that is always going to happen. And you know what? If you really think about it, V8 swap doesn't it all boil down to money. Like seriously, doesn't it all boil down to money? That's what you say. It boils down to no, no matter what. So if there's a way to be able to regulate have resources and so on and so forth, that's it. I can tell you one complaint I have already, and I'm not the one to complain, but it kind of bothered me. I have a diesel truck that I used to tow, okay? I really drive the thing. It doesn't have that many miles. I've had it since 2009, 2010, I believe. And this truck, you know, being a Dodge diesel, heavy vehicle, dually, in California, they charge what is known as a weight fee because this weight fee, no, you know, it's kind of like, trucks of that magnitude, they kind of drive around, they kind of put a lot of pressure on the ground and create cracks and all that stuff, right? So that being said, we're allowed, we are, it's imposed on us to pay a weight fee. Well, that weight fee puts our registration in the realm of, you know, for me, 2008 truck, right? Five, six hundred dollars, five hundred dollars a year in registration in California. My other cars don't have that. I have a, um, a 2020 Veloster N. It's a Hyundai. It's Hyundai's answer to the Type R. And that vehicle I pay about $300 a year. Well, guess what? My registration came up for my 2021 Kona Electric. $670 to register. So what happens, since they can't get, I guess, taxes from gas or whatnot, and the limit is very small taxes on electricity, they get me with the registration. So I paid almost $700 to register my Kona EV. Kona! It's more than my Veloster, which is a performance vehicle. Crazy, right? Anyway, for those of you just joining, and thank you so much for being here with me, I am here nearing episode 300 at the beautiful Porsche Ontario facility. This is the place I come to for everything Porsche sales, service, parts, you name it. And they're an authorized classic car facility. So if you have something that, you know, an older 964, 991 G-Body, 911, sorry, G-Body, old school, even, even a 912, 914, they can service it here and give you a warranty on their performance enhancements or on their service for you. It's pretty cool. Hello, queen of the vans, Rose, guys. I love Rose so much. Rose is someone who wore a motor myth bus together, a talented fabricator, one of the most talented people I've ever met. The depth and breadth of her knowledge terrifies me. I can't, you know, and what I mean by that, you have people who are very, knowledgeable in one particular field, right? And they're really good in that field. They're knowledgeable in that field, in that realm. And then you have other people who are not as knowledgeable in one particular thing, but have this breadth of knowledge because they've just been so exposed and they've been well-read. I have never in my life met an individual who is as knowledgeable, deep and wide. It's just crazy. So Rose, I appreciate you. It's a blessing getting to know you. You've been a wonderful addition to my life. You're an amazing person. So thank you so much for being who you are. And never, ever stop. No matter what anything happens, just never stop. I want to say thank you for looking at all the comments. You don't miss one since I put I do miss some because some great ones come as I'm talking. So I try to talk to all of you and share my knowledge while <laughs> my screen continues to go up and up, you know, which is pretty crazy, you know? Jordan, I'm on it. I will definitely look out for it. 
There's being passionate and actually having the power or access to actually make it work for everyone. It's difficult, fingers crossed, it will work. Yes, Campbell, I'm right there with you. I hear you, brother, I appreciate you indeed. Jay Daytalk, it's so crazy you're here, Jay. I was just thinking about you this morning because I was driving to K3VT today. I'm like, I wonder how Jay's doing who's 997. For those of you who don't, do not know Jay Daytalk, this is a gentleman who, I mean, attention to detail. He has a twin turbocharged 997, built this himself. I just had the unique opportunity and pleasure of tuning it. But this chap, I love his attention to detail. I love his perseverance. Talk about beginning with the end in mind, having your mind on the prize on what you want as a project and the end result, and working tirelessly to get there. And he's all the way in Northern California. So, Jay, I appreciate your fortitude. Keep it up. Have you ever done a post-chamber muffler on an F-Body 911? Not an F-Body. No, I haven't. I have not done that. But if the demand is there, I'll be more than happy to design one. No problem whatsoever. Do you use black guards? Asked Chess EF. Aside from Honda, what motors use them? What design features should we look for when shopping for? Well, here's my problem with blood guards, because I've seen it. I've worked in machine shops for a long period of time, and one in particular that's very popular was RS Machine. Initially, RS Motor Works. Richard Salvador and I started that company as far back as, geez, 1996, right? And then he ended up doing his own thing, sold the company. As a matter of fact, the influence from RS Motor Works was the genesis to having the first sleeve block ever for Hondas. Because Mike Coftree, bless his soul, was someone who worked at Benson's, so who's our machinist and had this concept of sleeving Honda blocks based upon what he saw cracking when he made a lot of power. And his boss was telling him, don't do that, work on VH, Honda market is stupid, there's no money in it. And he, he, he did it on his spare time and came up with his concept. And we had the very first sleeve block ever. And it's so funny, this is a great story. The first sleeve block I put in my, in my, in my D-series, I put it in my chassis, went to run it, and then all the water went to crankcase. And he's like, oh my God. Okay, I made this sleeve, I, I dug out all the sleeves, pressed and ducked out iron. I mean, okay, I know, I'm gonna use JB Weld. And he did that on the bottom and it's sealed. And then everyone started doing that. And some people are using rubber O-rings. But anyway, I digress. So, block guards. Here's the challenge I have with block guards. Expansion. So what I've seen, and we've seen this as simple as when we're honing a block and we heat up the block to hone to make sure that distortion's not in play. Because the block guards that people press in, not only is there some crush up to the floor, but the expansion of those block guards the coefficient of expansion of the aluminum used is different from the block and the sleeve. At temperature, they tend to distort the cinder walls. And if you can imagine what distortion cinder walls does, it can kind of make it out around. And there goes your seal, and there goes some power. So I've not been a really big advocate of block guards. Some people like using them as a cost-effective way to try to get away from that, um, from sleeving. But I like to sleeve my blocks. That's what I do. So some blocks and H22s, H23s come with closed decks, but bear in mind those closed decks materials are similar to the rest of the block. So the expansion when it heats up is there. I am not a huge advocate of pressing in or tapping in or hammering in any kind of block guards. I'd rather save up, go to a place like Golden Eagle, get proper sleeves, and get those sleeves where they're buttressed, meaning they have these small fingers that stick out and allow for better opportunities for stability. And what that does is that, once again, you have delta iron that's expanding the same coefficient expansion as the sleeve itself. And it, it's giving like some kind of structure a little bit on the lower part of the sleeve. Not the very top where it's the hottest, but a little bit down so you can have some good cooling and lack of distortion. So that's what I would do. So once again, long answer to a short question. I am not very big on block cards, you know? Can we just see a pin on the Honda Super Meat Drop? Oh, HWJ, you know something. Okay, catch out of the bag. You guys asked for it. And our good friends came to the rescue. I'm telling you, 
there is a pin drop coming out with the Bisamoto V2 wagon. So by all means, we have this great opportunity. Um, Lean Designs, he's, he's making it happen. So that being said, thank you Lean for making this happen. It's coming soon. If you guys don't cop it through them, I promise you I'll have a few to be able to get into your hands. Huckleberry Finn, how are you sir? Hopefully you're doing well. Hope you're safe and everything is going well. And once again, for those of you who joined, I see quite a few of joining. I'm here in a beautiful Ontario, California. It's a beautiful day. And I'm at Porsche, Ontario. I'm behind me. Look at this. You see a lot of these components there? You see all that? That right there? And you see a poster right there. Chinese. Let me grab that for you. I want you guys to see this poster, right? So this poster is for the Porsche Restoration Challenge 22. And it looks like just, just picked up. So this is what they're building. This is a, a rare color. This is a second rarest color for the Porsche RS America. And what this is how it was in factory format from a place in London, Canada, which is pretty interesting at a dealership. And they got here and that's what's left of it. It's in pieces now. But everything is going to be done so properly. It's just going to be so amazing. I'm pretty excited for it. Vehicle is coming along, and the Manny Vienna is an amazing guy. He's a very talented mechanic, enthusiast, driver, and he's also the service manager here. He runs a tight and amazing ship, and is the reason why this facility is so successful with the kind of team that he has here as well. So, pretty good. I'm pretty excited for him. And they won last year. So, under Manny's tutelage, they won the inaugural Porsche Restoration Challenge in 2021. They raised the bar, 2022. Their goal is to be able to capture that crown again. Let's keep them luck. And thank you guys for those of you who voted last year in joining and making sure things happened, you know? So Kyle Dotson says something very pleasant. He says, if Porsche was smart, they would give you a 918 and then you would work your magic. That's creating one of the best commercials ever for them. Thank you so much. You know what? I will put that up the ranks of the guys in Atlanta. I really will. So Kyle Dotson, I'm gonna screenshot what you just said right there. Okay, I just screenshotted you. I'm gonna send that over to Porsche. I mean it, I, I, I don't play around. I'm gonna send that over to Porsche and make that happen. So thank you so much for the kind words. How often, says Kovold, he's on a good KV3 kick today. How often does the K3 V2 battery boxes drift more than three volts out of sync? Is it almost weekly or pretty rare? It's rare. What I notice, Kovold, if I let my car sit for three weeks without touching it, it drifts, three weeks. Um, if, it's something, if I drive it often, if I'm driving every weekend, more often, um, you know, if I skip a week. Actually, if I drive it in three weeks, I'm fine. But if I leave it for close to three weeks to a month, it falls off. And then when I, I could be 100% and it falls out. And I have, you know, I use the AEM dash as my info center. So I have this graphic that when it sees a lack of sync between the two battery packs, it has this, these two gears that are crashing together, that is crashing, which tells me, oh, okay, out of sync. So that being said, what I do, I just plug in either by fast charge or standard J1772. And within a few minutes, they come within range and they shake and get to go. If I'm stuck somewhere, which it hasn't happened, but if I'm stuck somewhere, what end up happening is I will drive on one pack to get to a destination to a charger. And the more I drive on it, the more they can drift away. But the way the Orion's set up, when you plug in, it'll be able to charge both up, and then when one pack gets up to charge, it'll stop charging that one pack and keeps the other one and gets it charged up. This other pack could be balancing still, 
and the other will come up and still balance and then boom, they come to place and when I start it, they, they handshake again, which is good. So yeah, it's a pretty, pretty clever system indeed, you know? Excited to see, I see something here. Tech Tuesday, says DC owners, thank you so much. I thought it was the only person that wears pajama pants every day. <laughs> no, actually, this is not pajama. These are like tie and dye sweatpants. Not pajama or extra truck. I knew you'd say something crazy, but thank you. Ah, she's beautiful, says Orpase. Love the poster. Thank you so much. Yeah, they put it together. They're really good. Um, how can we achieve 10,000 RPMs on the D series? Question Why would you want to achieve that? Is it to floss? Is it to increase more airflow? Because you know you can get more. The key to getting power in internal combustion engine is to get as much air possible with the appropriate amount of fuel. And you can do that by displacement. You can also do that by RPM. Right? You can do that by force induction. But RPM is a good one. But in our racing circles, we also say RPM means ruins people's motors. Right? It's been a goal of mine to make the most power possible while having a buzzy engine. So on my F series. I go to 10,700 RPMs on an F-Series, right? And to do that is not fun. It's actually quite painstaking. As a matter of fact, when I race, I only shift at 10,200. And then if I'm in a crazy race where I miss a gear or I'm around a competitor that's giving me a run for my money, I would take it to 10,700, 10, 10,8 and shift. So to achieve 10,000 RPMs on a D-Series, if you want to do that, it can be done. I'll go a much longer rod, a very large camshaft, and some very aggressive head port. The camshaft will be the limitation in power. And with that camshaft, you also have to have, how should I say, drivetrain that is also compatible. Because bear in mind the D-Series has rockers, right? They're aluminum, but it's not a bucket. It's not a finger follower. Um, assembly where you can have partial uh, uh, um, um, a rocker assembly that's kind of partial and, and not it's not a roller assembly it's a proper aluminum rocker with like steel pads on them and you may want to get custom pads to elongate that because you need a lot more duration to get the RPM that you need you will have to rob people to pay Paul meaning with a camshaft that allows you to do 10,000 RPMs you will have an opportunity to lose bottom end to be able to pay for top end but you can do that Going with a decent lift cam with a lot of duration, and when I say duration, I mean at 50 thou, you are at 280, 285, thereabout degrees with decent amount of overlap. You can do it. Um, it will sound really cool too, but you have to head, have the head to support it. Otherwise, you have a falling off. My D series, the highest RPM I went to was 8900, and after 8900, it fell off drastically. And my camshafts are pretty decent. I had like a level X camshaft, so. That being said, that's what you can do. But keep in mind that you need very good lubricants. I'll use Pure for that to protect it. But don't go to 10,000 if you don't have to. Don't, it's just, it's just hard on parts. Hmm? I hope that helps. Let's see here. Oh, so many great questions. I'm missing so much good stuff. I'm getting really talking. What motor oil do you prefer, says Jason Blaze. I prefer Pure That is my oil of choice. They do what many oil companies don't do. They use base stocks of group four and group five, combine them. So it has amazing capability to have great thermal resilience and great resilience to exotic fuels and they also have a decent amount of zinc like 17 points, uh, 1775 parts per million of zinc in the oil itself which protects valve trains amazingly well which is great for me because I do a lot of overhead cam stuff and flat six stuff 
And the way that it's combined with the base oil, it doesn't disassociate very easily. So if you have an engine of poor health or an older engine, um, it doesn't carry a catalyst, which is good. This company also makes oils for the US government in terms of military, so they know their stuff. And they're hardcore. And on my own race car, I talked about my F-Series a moment ago, just pulling that in, I gained 12 wheel with a, you know, with a 5W30 oil. So that, it was, it's just amazing, amazing indeed. You know? So that's my oil of choice. And it's compatible with uh, ethanol and methanol as well. So for those of us who race with, with alcohol-based fuels, and even here in California where it's 10% um, of uh, all petrol from the pump has ethanol, it's perfect indeed. It's really, really good. So let's see here. Um, dang, that handshake setup sounds awesome. Hopefully AM Tech can walk through configuring that with Orion. I may even have three battery blocks. Ooh, you're going for some good kilowatt hours, aren't you? Well, I look forward to that as well. Business and engineering, what would you recommend? Should I split my learning 50-50 or should I focus on one side or the other? So, if I would do it again, if I would do what I did before, where I studied chemical engineering, I got a business manager, engineering management, and I'm very interested in getting my, you know, juris doctorate or even going through and getting my PhD. If I would do it again, if I were in your shoes, I would do a proper engineering program, it could be mechanical engineering, computer science, whatever the case may be, and then get your MBA after that. That's what I would do. But take electives in business if you can. If the electives that your particular chair will allow to count towards your degree, do that. So you can kill two birds with one stone. Um, in the meantime, read as much as you can. We are in a golden age now when it comes to information. You have the ability, you really do have the unique ability to, how should I say, get tons of education even free of charge. And as a matter of fact, I hear Manny's voice somewhere here. Manny is the service manager here for Porsche Ontario. Manny, is that you? Yep, that's him. So guys, I want you guys to meet Manny. You probably met him before, but I want you guys to meet Manny because I have something for him. Hello, Manny, sir. How are you? Good. So I was telling all my, all my friends all around the globe, there's something from Germany here. Here's Manny, Hi. there he is. Hi. So tell them about the Porsche Restoration Challenge 22. Yeah. How you just killed it last year. That was the inaugural event from Porsche yeah. and he won the nationals set the bar because this car was just we we won just be modest but yeah he, the team yeah. they won and set the bar and now this year you have something even more exciting quite yeah. exciting and Ars America which many of us haven't even seen you don't see Ars America's driving around they're very very particular very rare vehicle and he has a rare color as well and behind us are all the coal panels that came out of it some of them. Some of them. Yeah. And it's, but before we get into that, I, I promised you guys I would give him something which is pretty cool. So, I see. Manny, greetings. <laughs> Kovot saying I'm dragging him to camera again. Yeah, he doesn't mind when I drag him to camera. He doesn't mind that at all. Kovot. So, I want to give you this. This is something that's, oh my that's God. quite rare. Um, I have been seeing this on Instagram <laughs> and I'm like, I want one, I want one. Well, there you have it. So, what I just gave Manny is something that you can open or you can keep it sealed. It's up to no, you. No, I know. I know I'm not going to open it because <laughs> oh. I know what's in here. So what he has is the model, the Tetsuba model of the K3V. We only made a thousand units. I think I have like maybe 20 left. And I gave him one Amazing. of them. And Amazing. they're very, very few. And he's just been a... I mean, I met him the day I drove it here. And he's just been a, a wonderful just advocate for me and my program and the one way for me to give back to him is to provide, present him this very pretty 
how should I say, extremely accurate model, once the fourth model of the I am so honored that <laughs> I, I get one of these because this is an amazing, an amazing, you know I have 500 Porsche models. I didn't know that. He has 500 Porsche models and I've added, oh man, he made it, he made it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so look at that, the detail is, is amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. So guys, if you still want to get one of the 20 I have left on the PCMO website, they're there. Manny has one. Um, they, we're not going to make any more in the future. That's it. So I have a very few more left all around the globe. They've gone all around the globe and Manny has one and Manny thank you. So thank much. you so pleasure. much. So thank you so much. What are you able to share with us? What could you say about the Restriction Challenge 22 okay. and what you're doing to RSA? So, what can you say? So, Last year we were successful yes. uh, in turning an ordinary Targa into an RS. Right. And so this year we were we were actually in, in two minds about whether we were even going to defend the title. Oh wow! And I'm and I'm really glad that they decided yes. Oh good. We we, we were going to defend the title. Good. And they said okay. They put it to me. What what can we do? There was lots of ideas. Uh -huh being, being um, suggested and I said well we did the RS theme so why don't we carry it on so if we can find a real RS right why don't we then we, we showed what we can do in transforming a car and restoring it back to its full potential yes. why don't we show people what we can do with a real RS um, so that's what we're doing. Wow. Yeah. We've got a real RS America. A proper RS America. And it's actually the story is unbelievable. Um, we, we put the word out, hey, we're looking for an RS America. Obviously, um, there are lots of perfect ones out there that, 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 that you can buy, but we obviously needed something that needed some help, right. that needed restoring. Uh -huh. So we, we put it out there. And a friend of ours came back and said, hey, there's a car, okay. it's an American car. American car. In Canada. Okay. Thought, okay. Um, it's at a Porsche dealer. Even better. <laughs> and said, okay, where is it? Yeah. It's in Ontario. So, you were looking for an RS America. Mm -hmm. You found one mm -hmm. through uh, an acquaintance. Yeah. And it happened to be in Porsche, Ontario? Ontario no. Porsche. No, it was. In at, Ontario, Canada. It was at a Porsche dealer, Porsche dealer in, Ontario, in Ontario, Canada. Canada. Imagine that. So Porsche Ontario found an RSA. He had his heart. Found a Porsche. But it, <laughs> but it was at a Porsche dealer. At a Porsche dealership in Ontario, Canada. So okay. as, you, as you know That's from amazing. as you know from the accent, yeah. I'm I'm from England. Yeah, he's English. And, and I and I uh, so obviously I got got a connection with England. Yeah. The name of the dealer was Porsche London. <laughs> the name of the dealership. Which He's is, English and the name and of the dealership is Porsche London. London. And I, and I oh grew, up in London. grew up in London. Wow, that's an amazing story. Yeah. And that's the car you acquired? That's the car we acquired wow. and it's, it's a car that... <laughs> it's a lovely backstory. <laughs> it's, it's a car that we acquired. It's got 127,000 miles. Oh, that's miles. nothing. It's been a track car. Okay, nice. The car has been stored for a long time. Okay. The inside of the engine was rusty. 
Even the rods had rust. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. So um, it had been, it, it was a nice car out of 10, uh, four, oh, four, three. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so we got hold of it and it's currently at the body shop. I've disassembled the engine, which we will be putting up some really cool footage. Nice. Um, I look forward to that. Time lapse. Sounds um, good. I, I, I did the engine. Um, and we're going to be doing the, the the goal of the project is to restore the car and make it full of Porsche passion. Nice, like we did the original nice. one, and make it better oh. than when it came out of the factory. Better than factory. Better than factory. Better. And. What's interesting is, I, I saw a pretty, pretty good question here. Um, oh, Uriparse is asking, are you the owner of Porsche Ontario? <laughs> yeah, no, I wish. No. No, See, no, he's no. very passionate about what he does. No. But um, if he's the owner, I didn't know that. I'm know, just a service know. manager, that's it. I'm just currently employed as a service manager. <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, worst part about Ontario is that it's a double ambiguous. Ontario, California, and Ontario CA and Ontario CA one is slightly colder. That yes. is true. That is yes. true. That is true indeed. Yes. Wow. Very nice. Very nice. I can't wait to see what you and the team are doing. I cannot wait. I can't wait. Well, it's going to be two things. It's going to be performance, handling, and a few little visual things. Nice. But, but the first car was visually, we, we, we did a wow, look at what it looked oh, like. Good. The RS America, obviously, we're limited to what we can do. It's right. not going to be a um, a complete visual transformation, but it is going to look amazing See, all the same. He's being modest. The one thing about the Targa that won the competition last year is that the details were there. You know, from the headlights to the interior to the skills on the side of the Targa bar itself. The small things that made this vehicle really step, stand out in a very elegant manner. Because you had competition out there where people just, it's all about you know glam and blitz and blitz. And yeah. theirs was so elegant. It was like a OEM plus. But, and, and the more you looked at the car, the more you saw. And it wowed not only the audience, but also the judges. So and it was this, fantastic. That was yeah. the man that yeah. the there car with me. There you go. Yes. So it's, it's like, it's, it's, just, it's just a family affair here, which is fantastic indeed. Elias Churchill says, I'm definitely going to watch that teardown. Manny's here on Instagram, Manny Vienna. He's here on Instagram. I follow him as well, so if you want to find him, if you can't find him by his name, just go through my short list yep. of people I follow. I do. And then also follow Porsche Ontario here on Instagram. And by all means, those of you on YouTube, same thing. You can follow Porsche Ontario. They also have a Twitter account, and they will have updates from time to time as well. Yeah, and we do. Um, and, I, and I put the, the films also usually get put on LinkedIn and, oh, very and, nice. and YouTube as okay. well. Okay, LinkedIn and YouTube as yeah. well. It's yeah. pretty nice, you know? Wow, thank you, Manny. I appreciate that. Thank oh, you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's going to be. That, and I'm going to be here often to see what's going on. It's going to be fun. It, this car is. This, this car, I, I love the Targa. I mean, the Targa made me like Targas. Because it wasn't my favorite model. I understand. It wasn't my favorite model. And, and, and now, now I would. I would die to own that car. Wow. But this car was the car that I 
learned my trade on. I, I used to build a lot of these engines. On, and this one is just, this one is just a lot of fun. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. So Sorry. stay tuned. By all means. Thank cool. you, Manny, sir. Thank you. you. Cheers. I'm telling you, Manny is awesome. He's just such a great guy. And it's just such an honor to know him and his passion. I mean, I see what you said about Parse. I mean, he's so passionate. You'd think he was the owner of the facility. He's just a passionate individual, a great driver too, an amazing mechanic. Just a, just a swell guy, you know? So, thank you. I, I'm going to follow what they're doing here and make sure that things are proper as well and give you guys a breath. But by all means, follow Porsche Ontario, follow Manny, and you'll see what's going on. Shot by Squid saying, hey, are the F22 stage two, three cans come back to your site? Yes, they are. And if you need it now, of course, taste, just DM me or write to sales at bcmall.com and we'll get those in your hands. You will need to submit your factory call. And then it takes about 10 to 12 business days for us to reprofile and get it to you. So no problem whatsoever. Thanks many NBCs, as Urpa say. So the service manager, huh? that's amazing. Yes, it is indeed. We've been out of Club Speed this Sunday for Speed Ventures event. No, I'm actually really, I'm working. Um, maybe I'll swing by after work. If you guys are still there, maybe I'll come by. Maybe I will. I'll see what I can do Sunday, but I'm going to be working Sunday afternoon. Um, so a truckable resto. Yes, so that one thing that Manny told me earlier on as, as he was taking his car apart is, you know how most restoration cars are just absolutely beautiful and you know people make them nice and pretty and don't ever touch them. Like they just park either at home or in a museum or in sort of storage or in like a, a you know a, a, like a showroom. Not their car. They are gonna beat the crap. They're gonna track it. I'm gonna track it. I'm gonna get some of my friends to track it as well. I'm gonna try and see if Jay is interested in tracking. I'm gonna see if Matt Farah is interested in tracking. Guys in Jay Leno or Matt Farah. Like, we're going to have fun with this car. So it's going to be a proper restoration car. It's going to be a lot of fun. And as he said, better than factory. That's a bold statement. I'm excited to see what's going to come of this. Indeed. You know? YouTube is my go-to. Haha, <laughs> says Oparse. All right. Sounds good indeed. He is cool, Oparse. I agree indeed. Hello, Tia Walton, 68. Good seeing you. Dabber O says, when the post chambers for my G-Body, for G-Body's ship? Well, Here's the thing, we've been having some serious supply chain issues here in California, just crazy. I am still waiting for packing material, something as stupid as packing material. We have everything in house to weld these things together. Packing materials promised to me last week, didn't come last week, didn't come this week. I'm hoping, I'm hoping early, mid next week, they'll be out to you. So hang in there, brother. I'm so sorry for the delays. I don't want to use cheap materials. I want to use the same materials that I originally always used. And I'm giving a hard time getting them so you can have that nice, deep, race inspired tone. So please, I appreciate your, your presence. Please do. Jessica is here. It says, do a show at a restaurant. Oh my God, I love Jessica. She's amazing. Has just been a wonderful addition to my life. Someone I care about deeply. My future, she's amazing. And Jessica wants me to do what I did a couple of times with the you know Tech Tuesdays. So instead of Tech Tuesdays, it's Tech Tuesdays. And what happens is I go to restaurants all around Southern California, Lots of hole in the walls, lots of big restaurants. And I do my tech show. And as I'm doing my tech show, they bring me food and desserts. You know, I'm trying to stay fit. <laughs> so that's such a dangerous thing. But that's what we do. So Jessica, I think you're right. I'm going to do a poll, guys. Here's what I'll do. After this, I'm going to do a poll and see if you guys are interested in me keeping the format normal where I'm doing stuff at the shop, where I'm traveling at different environments. Or should I open this up to restaurants, go all around the Southern California area, maybe the state, maybe the country, maybe the world, and do these Tech Tuesdays, 
where I'm eating and I'm discussing the food while I talk tech. Let me know if you guys are interested and I would totally make it happen. Before you go, where did the concept tree huggers come from? Now, in my, in my experience in automotive, or you say just tree huggers in particular. See, for many, many years, people who are tree huggers are individuals like if you want to clear a forest or clear up uh, some type of vegetation or a jungle, some people are going to hug a tree as the bulldozers come, knowing that the bulldozers are not going to kill them to push down the trees. So these groups get together, they'll hug a tree, hold on to it, and they're more like people who want to conserve and save the environment and so on and so forth. So when I talk about automobiles being green, how I thought about it was, oh my God, electric cars are for tree huggers, people who wear hemp sandals, people who are all about environment, don't care about speed and performance. So I had no interest in anything electric. And then as I noticed my partners, you know, Porsche, Hyundai, Honda, Ford, all investing heavily into the EV market. And I go to CES and the booths of automakers at CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, those booths were, my goodness, bigger and better than SEMA. I'm like, okay, something's going on here. Manufacturers are investing more in the future of mobility on the EV side than our performance environment. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. I am not going to, I am not going to keep investing here. This is where we need to go if we want to stay relevant. So, decided to build a K3V as a proof of concept just to see how things are. And guys, I'm telling you, the very first time that I drove the K3V, I almost urinated on myself. I couldn't believe it. And it completely changed my mind. And it changed the minds of so many people. I remember the guys from Speed Hunters came from England to the shop. And I had only one battery pack Corvold. I only had one of my modules you know, attached. And they drove it and they lost their minds. They're like, oh my God, this is amazing. So many people is like, shut up and take my money once they drive the car. So it's like the performance, the sound. I'm gonna put some videos up of performance EVs. Cause I keep, I've been putting up a lot of videos and people are like, oh, they're quiet, they're quiet. No, they sound really like angry bees. They're really cool. So I'll do that. Oh, I think I see Rose said something here. Um, what's she saying? Engineers in cars, get a bulgogi. <laughs> Jessica says, I car go. You guys see, already I know this is gonna be a combination of fun and terror. Anyway, guys, that's it for me today. Um, thank you so much, Porsche Ontario, for being such great hosts. And excited to be at some level exposed to this wonderful Porsche Restoration Challenge 2022. Wish them luck. I know they're going to win. Manny, the team, they have the panache, they have the dedication, they have the foresight to make this amazing. So I look forward to that. So that being said, guys, stay safe. Look forward to seeing you same time next week, same channel. You can watch me on YouTube and subscribe, hit the notification bell so every time I upload stuff, whether it's this or other things, you can see it. And if you look, prefer podcasting, whether it's Podbean, Anchor, iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, just type in BCMoto, I come up and you can listen. All right, guys, take care. See you next week. Cheers. Yes, Angry Bees were read for you. Absolutely. Take care, everyone. Bye.